Okay, Boker Tover at the very bottom of the Gemara Moi Kotn Chafav Amid Aleph. We already, the Brysa listed a number of instances where we rip our garment, we don't mend it. Now we get a qualification of the rule. Basically, there's going to be different kinds of mending. There's mending that it looks as good as new. And there's mending that it still looks not great, but you can get by with it. And we're going to make a distinction. In certain cases, you could do that kind of mending where you can remember clothes were precious. It's not for us. Okay, you rip the garment, throw it out, goodbye. They didn't they, they didn't waste anything. So therefore, we have to understand uh, what can still be done even though regular mending is not allowed. The kulan, and in all these cases where we said you rip the garment and you don't sew it back up, still reshoyim, now you can do a number of different types. Reshoyim, you can baste them, that's a broad stitch. Ulamoilalon and to fold them. You pull together the fabric on both sides of the rip, fold the two pieces like a book, and stitch them together slightly. Ulalokam, and you gather them. You gather all the fabric together and stitch it slightly. Velasosan can mean sulamos, and stitch them like ladders. Okay, again, wide intervals. So the stitches resemble the rungs of a ladder. Okay, or others say uneven stitches. Okay, this is all putting it together, but it definitely does not look like a good garment. But you can't mend them together, meaning sewing the fabric properly. Okay, so... In all the cases where we say you're not allowed to sew it back together, it could be stitched crudely by one of those methods, okay? The exception is when you rip for the death of a parent, can't even be done crudely, only after 30 days. A garment that's ripped upon the death of another relative can be stitched crudely after seven days, and mended completely after 30 days as we learned long ago before. So this becomes the rule, all right? Again, so you don't mend it at all for the, during Shiva, not a question. If it's for other relatives, it can be done crudely after seven days, completely mended after 30. Apparent only after 30, it can be crudely mended again. All right, so again, this is not that relevant because we just throw it out. All right, so that's the general rule. The Gemara now explains what does mending mean. I have to know what mending means. Amar Avchista going to the top of Chav of Ahmed Beis. Ube'ichui Alexandri. And what are we not allowing? The Alexandrian amending. Mending. Alexandrians would sew the fabric from the inside of the garment so the exterior would appear even and the torn ends would protrude on the inside. To make the men barely noticeable, they would add a set of small stitches on the outside and bring the edges closer together. Okay, the kids are, it was the way in those days they made it look as good as new. Yeah. Bottom line, that's the bottom line. Okay, now. So can you, let's say you're ripping your shirt for you, be the same thing. 
Hey, maybe they can keep using that shirt every time you go next year. Well, we're gonna see. He's gonna talk. To, he's gonna talk about. He's, he's he's gonna talk. He's gonna run up. He's gonna talk about adding to ripping. It's gonna be part of the discussion today, where if you have more than one mourner, more, more than one person, you're mourning for. What do you do? So we'll discuss that. That's on today's or tomorrow's agenda. Okay. Now, another statement. Tanarabanan. Okay. Another brysa. Hakorea mitoch hashalo. If you rip on the basting. Okay. There was a pre- pre- previous tragic occasion. You ripped your garment. You basted it. Now he wants to rip it and he tore the fabric where it had been basted. Okay. Or all the other ones of these. Mitol chamolo, or on the folding. Mitol chaleket, within the gathering. Mitol chasomos, with the ladder stitches. Remember we said that's what you're allowed to do. You're allowed to do that after seven days or after 30 days for a pair. Now the question is, you're going right where that, you're ripping that. What do you think? Is that good? Now let's say a year later. How old did you mend it? Well, no, you basted it. You you basted it. You never you never totally repaired. So now that you're allowed to do after seven days for a regular relative, after thirty days for a parent. Now a year later, you got this basted shirt, and now another relative dies, and now you're gonna rip right on the basting. Is that a proper ripping or not? We all say no. You could rip a bit more. I think much more you Lo Yatza, you have not fulfilled your obligation because that really never was stitched properly. Okay, so you're just reopening that which was loosely opened. So that's not really a destructive act, so to speak. But how about if you do it where you mended it perfectly? Yes, but when you did a proper mending and now you go back, Yatza, you fulfilled your obligation. That is a good answer. And of course, we have to qualify what's a good one that it won't work. Amarav Chista again, Ube'ichui Alexandri. That's when you did the Alexandrian mending because it's, um, you, you, that uh, would be usher under certain circumstances. Only under some it's okay. Let's say for a relative... Relative, you can do the Alexandria way afterwards. So then, since it's completely fine, now it would be a brand new rip, and it's showing for the first time again this feeling that things have been torn apart. Okay, what else can you do? What other things can you do in terms of mending? Tanar we learn in a price. Rashoi When you ripped your garment, what can you do afterwards? You can invert the ripped part to the bottom of the garment. It only works with certain types of garments, like a toga or something like that, where the top and the bottom don't look too different. Because normally if we do it with our shirts, you can't do it. You can't do it upside down. right? The way you normally rip the garment, we said, is at the top near the neckline. So if you inverted the torn garment, so the hem is now at his neck, and the neckline is at the hem. You'll have to make some adjustments, though. He's allowed to mend the rib portion at the bottom. 
Now, this does not mean he's permitted to mend it immediately. He has to wait the normal time you need for the crude stitching, which is 30 days for the parent, seven days for the relative, and one day for another tragedy, let's say a safer Torah birth, whatever, and may then mend it instead of merely stitching it crudely. So you put it upside down, right? The whole uh, rip isn't even noticeable because people don't look that far down. So when that happens already, you turn back. So now you can make it proper completely. Rabshim Elazar says, no, you can't even do it when it's been inverted. Okay, fine. Now, some other interesting scenarios. And just like a seller who originally ripped a garment, he's not allowed to mend it. So, too, if a guy buys it from him, he's not allowed to mend it. Very interesting. Because I guess that garment has to be a, a reminder of that. Therefore, the guy who's selling it him should inform him that this is not allowed to get mended. Okay? According to the Tosvos, this is a unanimously upheld opinion. The Ramban says, no, that's just a continuation of Rav Shimon ben Elazar's opinion. And Ramban argues, and since the Tanakhama permits the original owner to mend the garment after its inversion, we see it is not required that it remain rent forever. It permits the owner to publicly terminate his mourning by mending the rent. Once he inverts the garment and turns it into a new entity, the restriction no longer exists. Logic therefore dictates the Tanakhama permits the buyer to mend the rent, since there's no reason for him to carry on the seller's demonstration of mourning. Shimon Lazar is the one who forbids even the buyer to mend it, because he requires that the garment be rent. So it's a machlokesh. Is it a din in the chefza or a din in the gavra? Is it a din in the object or in the person? That's a famous machlokesh for al Shas. Is it always that garment has to be a permanent reminder of that? Or the person needs the permanent reminder. If you sell, it's not an issue. What's okay. It, what's it reminding the, the buyer of? He, had, he didn't separate it. That's a Tanakhama's opinion. That's a Tanakhama's opinion. Okay. Now, uh, the question now is, what is, we never really discussed how much do you rip? The Gemara, at least. In Halacha, in the SCP, you learned how much. But in the Gemara, the Gemara never discussed how far is the rip. This is going to, I know, but we didn't learn it in the Gemara yet. Now the Gemara is going to get to it. I said it to you. I said it to you. Oh. But the Gomorrah didn't say it. When we, I guess the first time we got to the ripping, and, and the Gomorrah is not telling you how much, so I told you what it was. Or you learned it in SCP. But here, but now you don't have, the, we have to go to the source. So here's the source. Turner Abba. And you're going to see originally, it's Machlokas. Now, First of all, we learn when someone sees the temple runes before those of Jerusalem, upon seeing the runes of Jerusalem, he may simply extend the original rip. So similar below that if someone rent his garment over the death of a relative, and after the mourning period had passed and another relative died, he can extend it. Now the Gemara is going to go through this whole issue now. The original rip, the extension, when you can, when you can't, this becomes this discussion. Turn around. Tchilas kriya tefach. 
The initial ripping that you did is a tefach. Okay? Four finger breaths. Okay? And the Gemara above learned that from David took off his garments and ripped them. And the minimum measure of a rent is a tefach because that's when you grab it. Okay? So, and that applies for a relative other than one's parent. Okay? For a parent, you have to do it till you expose the heart. Okay, so that halachas we have. But the question is, what about additions? Additions we never spoke about. So now let's say uh, your mourning period ended, and now there's a new mourning period. Vitosefes sholosh espos. And when you extend it, it has to be three finger breaths. Divrei Rebbe Meir. That's Rebbe Meir's opinion. Rebbe Yehudomer. No. Tchilas kriya. Shalosh etzpos. He argues says the original ripping is three etzpos. Okay, he disagrees with the assumption that you grasp a tefach of the fabric in your hand. He says you grab things primarily with your three fingers and not your four fingers. Or Rebuda's reason because the minimum measure of a garment, remember with regard to tumma, what's the size of a garment? Minimum amount to be it's three finger breasts by three finger breasts. That's got to be, so that is a garment measurement for Tumma. So Behuda requires that one rip the measure that would qualify itself as a garment. In other words, is it a halacha in the ripping with your hand? Ripping with your hand is the four fingers you rip? Or is it a ripping of the garment and it has to be something that's qualified as a garment so you have to have at least three etzpaos for there to be a garment amount that is ripped. So now, and what will be for the second ripping for another relative? Vitosefes kol shahu. And for a second one, any amount would work. Okay, so we got a machlokes, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Meir is strict, Rabbi Yehuda is lenient. Keep that in mind, please. Omar Ula, Ula says, Halocha ke Rabbi Meir bekriya. The halach is like Rabbi Meir with the initial ripping that it has to be four tvachim. We hold Rabbi Yehuda with the second ripping. What did I say? Four fingers. Four fingers, according to Rabbi Meir. And we hold like Rabbi Yehuda that the second additional rip is only a cause. So it's kind of a compromise opinion. Tanya Namiach, we have a brisa that supports it. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi says, Tchilas Kriya, the first ripping tefach is a tefach, Vitoseves kol shahu, and the extra is a little bit. So that supports Ula's ruling, because the locha generally follows Rabbi Yossi versus Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. So in this case, his opinion is decisive. Because he sides with each of the other regarding one law. So he's sort of the compromise opinion. And that is the halacha. First ripping is a tefach. Second ripping is a little bit. Now we're going to see that's not going to apply across the board. Soon you're going to see that doesn't apply for parents. That's going to be an exception. This all will be true for regular relatives. Okay. We will still come back to this. Tanur Abonan, Abraisa, says... Amrulo, they tell a guy, Mace Aviv, your father died. Fakara. And he did a ripping. 
And obviously, he ripped the tefach. But then, they tell him at a later date, okay, now more below sites of Machlokas, where this means after seven or 30 days. We'll see. That's the question. But anyway, at a later date, his son died. So, I'm sorry, Vahosif. And he extends the ripping. Okay. Didn't he didn't say exactly what he says? He extend the ripping, and tachton misache. Now, so that's the halach. Now the question is: Now you want to start repairing them after thirty days. So what can you repair? Tachton misache. The extension at the bottom can be mended like for any other relative other than a parent. A complete repair. So let's say he did the tefach for the parent, and let's say he did the kol shahu for the child. So 30 days later, the kol shahu, you can fully repair. However, Elyon, the top part, ain't a misach. You can't mend it like any time for a parent, so you don't have to be concerned mending the bottom. What we might think, once I'm mending the bottom, I may mend the top, which is not allowed. So Bryce is saying, no, you don't have to have such a large rip. The bottom, which was extended for the other relative, you can fix permanently after 30 days, and the rest for the parent remains unrepaired, or at best you can baste it, but you cannot do a complete repair. So Rabbi, but for the parent, you use it on the left. Uh, 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 well, let's see, that's going to be other issues over here, but the question is, is it, um, is it usser, or do you have to? That's already a different issue over here. You're right, these are other issues that the Gemara is not taking into consideration now. We're just talking about the pure theory here. Now, what about the reverse? Mace Beno, your, ch- your son died, Vikara, and he ripped his garment. Here again, it has to be a tefach. Then afterwards, Mace of Eve. Then the father died, Vahosim, and he extended it. All right, we'll gonna see. Elyon Misacha, you can mend the top part, because that's what you did for the child, you can't repair the bottom one. Right? You might have thought even the top can't be mended. Why? Although the top was initially done for another relative, but when it was extended for the parent, the extension combined with the initial portion to form the parent's rip. Right? Because he didn't rip so much, did he, for the parent? Does even though the top should be subject to the permanent ban on mending? The Bryce informs this is not so. The top may be mended after 30 days for death of the other relative. Even though the parent part isn't going to be so long now. I guess if you're just extending for the parent, it's an extension. For the parent, supposed to get a tefach. Parent died second. So you're extending. So I might think maybe you can't repair the top because now all you got left is a little extension. He said, no, you could do that. It's all a Bryce. It would seem from this price and no additional. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. That's not going to be the final aloha. Mace Aviv, okay, let's say you were informed that your father died. Mace Imo, your mother died. Mace Echav, Achiv, your brother died. 
Mesachosa, your sister died, all at one time. Yep, yep, yep. So now what do you do then? How much ripping do you do? All at the same time. All, it's, it's all at the same time. Tanakama says, You move one single rip, they all came together. Now if they were separately, each one would need a new ripping or an extension depending on whether the previous morning period had ended or not. Okay. Now that's Tanakama. says, Al Kulam Kera Echad. Out of all of them, besides parents, he can make one collective rip. But Al Aviv, the Emo Echad. But for his father and mother, he must make a separate ripping. The honor for his parents demands a separate ripping for them. But one rip suffices for both the father and the mother at the same time to get their one rip. Rabbi Yudam and Bezerra proceeds to explain why an entirely separate rent is required rather than an extension for the first one. Although extending a rent is normally not permitted during the initial mourning period, in this case where all the reports arrived at once, this ought to be allowed. Lefi she'ein mosifin al kera avivimo. You may not rip for your parents and then extend the ripping for the other relatives because one cannot extend the rip that he made for his father or mother. Here becomes an important rule. Meaning, if a person would merely extend the rent that he had just made for his parents, it would appear as though he's still impassioned about their deaths and is ripping his garment more than required. For one always makes a large rent in honor of his parents as he's required to expose the heart. And people often rend even more than that. That's not allowed. Thus, it would not be clear that the extension of the rent is a memory of another relative. Okay? And therefore, you have to make separate rippings. Because he may just rip a lot for his parents. And he means his parents. And he's not even thinking about everybody else. But no, every death is a death for itself. And therefore, it has to be done separately. Okay? Now the Gemara wonders about Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra's ruling. The Gemara says, my time, why do you need a new rip? Let him first rend for the other relatives, now extend for the parents. So you're right. You can't rend first for the parents and then extend for the others because it would seem that the, ex- that the extension is just for the parents. But why can't you first rip the garment, a tefah for the other relatives, and then extend it until he exposes his heart for his parents, and the extension would be recognizable. Some of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, the reason is, because parents are not subject to a mere extension. They're your parents. You don't just tack them on, so to speak. This situation analogous to one discussed above in which one encounters the ruins of Jerusalem first and those of the temple later. He's making an entirely new rip in honor of the temple. Okay. So therefore, that's not right. So Amr Shmuel comes along Shmuel and says, Halacha kareb Yehuda ben Becerra. The halacha follows like Reb Yehuda ben Becerra that the parents are not an extension and you make a separate rip like Reb Yehuda ben Becerra's halacha. 
And that's what Shmuel says. To which Gemara says, wait a minute, did the Shmuel pasca that way? How could Shmuel say this? Here comes an interesting question. According to Rabbi Huda Masera, are we being lenient? By pasking the Rabbi Huda are we being lenient or being strict? In terms of how much area are you ripping? The first opinion said just extend. Rehuman says a whole new ripping. So that's strict. Oh, well, what do we know about strict and lenient? Which we said at least four times in this Masechta. How could Shmuel say we paschal in Becerra? Farmer Shmuel, Shmuel has said many times that we've ruled like that. We got the lenient opinion in morning. So how could Shmuel paschal like the strict opinion? Comes a very interesting answer. Avelus lechud, mourning is one category of halacha. Kriya lechud, ripping is another category. Anyways, he said by Hilchas Avel, we go with the lenient opinion. Ripping, how do you like this? Is not part of the mourning process. Rather, it's done before the onset of the mourning. Furthermore, we know that although there is no mourning on a festival, even on Cholamoid, ripping is performed on Cholamoid. Fascinating. Now we have a new insight of what the ripping is. Is ripping mourning or is it a pre-mourning activity? Remember, mourning is sitting Shiva. That's mourning. Remember, when, when, the, when the relative dies, you're not a mourner. You can be sad in all kinds of different feelings which we don't deny, you're an Onain. An Onain is not a mourner. Uh, an Onain is like you're totally not yourself. You're just not normal right now. You're, you're cognitively all over the place. You're not even in a position to mourn. A mourn, you, you could mourn for someone else when you sense your own self, and now you want to mourn for someone else. But when a person just dies, you're not even yourself. So mourning is part of feeling the pain of what happened. Now you're just dull. So now, and therefore we see, you're not really a mourner until the funeral is over. When do you do the ripping? Before. Before. So obviously it's not a halach of mourning. If it was a halach of mourning, you'd wait till you got to the shiva house and ripped your garment. So therefore, as much as it's very much associated with the laws of mourning, it's not a halach of mourning. So, and although mourning is never mentioned in the Torah, ripping is. Ah, so it comes out mourning basically is rabbinic. So we got lenient by rabbinic. Ripping is biblically mandated. So a biblically mandated thing is something we cannot be lenient with. So that becomes a very interesting difference we have to understand. Yeah. So, the ripping is done after the funeral, but at the cemetery, right? Not after no, the funeral. No, the You're making a mistake what the funeral is. You think it's the service in the chapel. No, no, I'm talking about after burying the body. You don't do the ripping. Do the ripping before. Before? Oh. You rip before you're a mourner. You rip as an owning. So that's not that's a law of ripping, which is biblical, and mourning is rabbinic. So therefore, we'll go strict with ripping, and we'll be lenient with mourning. If you rip on the whole mourning, that's not mourning. You take it off 
after the funeral because you're, you're, you're not sitting shiva. Not sitting exactly. Shiva. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I guess you know when, when you get home, when you get home, whatever, yeah. and then later on during the shiva for a parent, for a parent, yeah. but not for another relative. You wouldn't put it back on because you don't a rel- for another relative. You don't have to have the rip garment on during shiva at all. Only for parents. Okay, we'll stop it over here. Thank you. Very good. Uh, Thank you. Peace.